You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising autistic children. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now instead of staying stuck, wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And Not Your Average Autism Mom is the answer. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 171, Jumpstart Participation, Motivating the Unmotivated. Well, hello there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, where every week I am talking about topics that directly impact families like yours and mine day in and day out. I'm your host, Shannon Urquiola, and I am the guardian and primary caregiver of my tw- my son, Jordan, who is 27 and on the autism spectrum. First, I want to say a great big thank you to those of you who have written a review already this year. Thank you so much for that. And listen, in full transparency, our number of listeners to number of reviews is not good, y'all. Our listeners slash downloaded episodes in comparison to our reviews is so low. Honestly, if you come back every week and if you're finding value in the content that we share, please do me a huge favor and just take two minutes to write a review. It would really mean so much to me. And trust me, I love hanging out with y'all every week, sharing things that are hopefully helpful to you. And I want to be able to keep showing up. All right. That's my begging and pleading for the day. Um, out of my comfort zone on that, but it's really that important to the ongoing success of this show. So thank you again for to all of you who have written reviews. We certainly appreciate it. And if you haven't, we certainly appreciate if you would. So today I'm talking about kind of an out there topic that some of you might be familiar with, but may not fully understand. And that is self-initiation and sustained attention difficulties in our children on the spectrum. We're gonna explore why some autistic children face challenges in getting started and sustaining attention. And more importantly, how we can support them without jumping to assumptions like laziness or unmotivated or incompetence. So grab a cup of coffee or tea and find a comfy seat or get those earbuds in and let's get going and explore this together. So, you know, it's not uncommon for parents to feel frustrated when their child seems to lack motivation or struggles to get started on things that they need to do. And before we dive in, I want to remind you that you are not alone on this journey and we're in this together. There are so many of us traveling similar journeys and living parallel lives. I don't want you to feel like you're stranded on an island with no one else in sight because That's how I felt when I was raising Jordan. And that, my friends, is why I am here with you. That's why I created Not Your Average Autism Mom. I created what I wished that I would have had while I was raising Jordan. And I think it's important for us to understand that our children's challenges in this area 
are often linked to executive functioning skills, which if you've been with me for a while, you know I talk a lot about the prefrontal cortex of the brain, right? The thinking and reasoning part of our brain. And yes, we know our kids generally struggle with those executive functioning skills. So we have to recognize and address these issues instead of just resorting to those labels of they're lazy or they're unmotivated. And instead, we need to provide the right support to help them succeed. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with executive functioning, it's essentially the brain's command center, right? Also called the prefrontal cortex, that is the reasoning part of the brain that we use for managing tasks, making decisions, regulating emotions. Self-initiation and sustained attention are two vital components of that system. And when they're impaired, it can lead to significant challenges in daily life. And doesn't that make sense in our world? So let's start by understanding what's happening in the brains of our kids. The executive functioning skills located in that prefrontal cortex play a critical role in self-initiation and sustained attention. And many autistic children find it challenging to take that first step on a task. It's like they blank out or they freeze which often leads to those misconceptions of them being lazy or them just not being motivated. Imagine your child struggling to start their homework, right? The task seems overwhelming and they're stuck. Well, what if instead of nagging, what if you try breaking it down into smaller, manageable steps? You could provide a visual checklist or guide them through the first step with gentle prompts. Celebrate each completed step to help boost their confidence. But here's the catch. Once they become, once they overcome that initial hurdle, they can usually move forward with the action or task. We have to recognize that our children aren't incapable. They just need support to kickstart their participation. And it doesn't end there. Sustaining attention, staying on course until a task is completed, poses another hurdle. Our kids get easily distracted, making it difficult for them to concentrate on sequential tasks. Distractions come easily and concentration on those tasks becomes a real struggle. But here's the paradox. They can be deeply engaged in video games or other things that they love for hours. And what do we ask? Why? Why can they stay focused on that? Well, because those activities are highly stimulating, alerting that executive functioning part of the brain and allowing them to focus. And this paradox can actually reinforce negative labels, leading others to question why our child can focus on preferred activities, but not on those seemingly mundane tasks. So understanding this is necessary to provide the right support. But what happens when those tasks are not preferred? They're not exciting. That's where the challenges come in. 
But we can't forget the executive functioning issue of shifting gears. The ability to transition from one activity to another is often challenging, especially when it involves moving from a preferred activity like a video game to a non-preferred one like checking the mail or feeding the dog or taking a shower. It's not just about starting, it's about stopping too. So what can we do as parents to support our children in overcoming these challenges? Well, I wanna give you some practical strategies. So first and foremost, we have to avoid assuming incompetence or laziness. Instead, let's understand that our children might require support to initiate and sustain attention. Some strategies that you can try, build a structured schedule into their day. Consistent routines create predictability and over time, you can introduce visual schedules or activity lists. Check off completed tasks and guide them through the steps with those visual aids. Those visual reminders help cue our children about their activities, giving them a sense of structure. For many of you, I hear all the time that getting ready in the morning often turns into a battleground. And listen, none of us want to start our days like that. Not you, and trust me, not your children. So maybe they resist starting their morning routine, causing stress for both of you. Instead of getting frustrated, what if you implement a visual morning schedule with pictures or written cues? That'll give them a clear roadmap for the things that they have to do in the morning. Minimizing the initiation struggle or you nagging. Maybe you lay out their clothes the night before. Give them gentle reminders to keep them on track. Give them positive reinforcement as they complete each step. And please, please don't do this one time and expect it to be roses and daisies every morning from now on. And let's be honest, roses and daisies are usually a far reach on our journey. Just like everything else, this is going to take time, consistency, and lots of patience. The next thing is prepare for transitions. When it comes to shifting gears, preparation is key. Give them warnings about upcoming transitions, allowing their brains time to prepare. So you might say, first you can watch TV and then it will be time to shower. Simple warnings like these can make a significant difference. Let them know what's coming up next while they're working on the current thing. These warnings help prepare their brain for what's to come. Imagine that your child is, you know, head down in a video game. Pretty common in our world and it's time to switch to a less preferred task like chores. Instead of saying, turn off your game, what if you used a countdown approach? Hey, listen, in five minutes, we'll finish the game and we're gonna move on to doing our chores. Again, that gradual warning helps prepare their mind for the upcoming change. Or what about when it's time to leave the playground and your child refuses to budge. They're having fun and they're finding it challenging to shift gears. 
instead of resorting to a power struggle, give them warnings about the upcoming transition and offer incentives to motivate them. And look, y'all, I am never above bribing our children when necessary. And trust me, I still resort to this when it will be helpful. Tell them, we'll leave the playground in five minutes and then you can have that ice cream at home or and then we're going to stop at your favorite store, whatever that is for you. For children with initiation struggles, it's really important that we avoid repeating the verbal prompts. They don't hear us. They tune us out. Instead, use visuals like handing them the toothbrush or pointing to an object or demonstrating to them what you want them to do. Provide the necessary support, but refrain from the nagging. And if sustained attention is a challenge, stay near. Offer occasional prompts to move them from one step to another. And for new tasks, do them together until they become familiar. Turn them into the we do activities. Bridging the gaps in their brain's weaknesses until the task becomes automatic. And let's talk homework, which is often another source of contention in our home. Your child may easily get distracted or struggle to stay on task. What if you created a dedicated homework space with minimal distractions? Break the homework into smaller chunks. Start with only doing the odd numbers or the even numbers, for example. You could even incorporate short breaks to maintain that sustained attention. Gradually extending the work duration as they build those concentration skills. And let's talk mealtime. Mealtime can be another challenge. Maybe your child struggles to start eating or they find it hard to stay focused throughout the meal. Instead of forcing them to eat or giving in to their demands, what if you involve them in meal preparation? Create visual menus or allow them to choose from a few options to promote independence and allow them to make choices about their food. Maybe as bedtime approaches, your child struggles to wind down and initiate that bedtime routine. Instead of getting frustrated, establish a bedtime routine with visual cues, sensory supports like dimming the lights, soft music. Offer choices for pajamas or bedtime stories to give them a sense of control and make the transition more manageable. Over time, as routines become more automatic, you can gradually fade out some of those supports but it's also essential for you to recognize that initiation, sustained attention, and shifting gears may always be a weakness for your children. And ongoing strategies and techniques might need to be learned to learn new routines. As your child grows older, help them by teaching them to use lists and schedules to keep themselves organized. We had Temple Grandin in a, as a guest host in our membership, and she refers to these as pilot's checklists. 
And she says that these checklists are necessary for success. So in conclusion, let's do this. Let's not lower our expectations for our children. Instead, let's provide the necessary supports to compensate for their unique brain differences that interfere with their participation or getting started. Always expect active participation and foster independence. Help them get started, but let them finish. All right. Thank you for joining me on this episode of our podcast. I hope that you found these insights helpful. As always, feel free to reach out to us with your thoughts and questions. And remember, every child is unique. And by understanding and supporting their individual needs, we can help them thrive. All right, my friends, until next week, have a great week ahead and I'll meet you back here next week, same time, same place. And remember, above all, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to ask you to take a minute and write a review. That's how we reach more moms just like us. And that is how you can pay it forward to help another mom who might be struggling right now. I also want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom membership. That's where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children, who all show up to show the world they are Not Your Average Autism Mom. It's my favorite place to be, so head on over to the website, www.notyouraverageautismmom.com, to find out all the details. And listen, if we're not open for new members right now, make sure you join the waitlist so you're the first to know when we open. We hope you do. We would love to work with you inside.